0: What's up guys, my name is CJ Finley and this is a Thrive On Life podcast. I started a brand called Thrive On Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. So if you have a new idea, project, or business that you're working on and you're feeling a little bit stuck, I'd love to help you or connect you with somebody at can. Today, It's Monday, starting off the week really, really well with my guests, Scott and Savannah. Joy, I don't know where that comes from. I'm gonna ask you on this episode, but I'm really fired up for this episode because they relate to me a lot, having left their jobs and then jumping into their passions. So I'd love to just get right into it as I usually do and just allow you guys to introduce yourself, both Scott and Sav, and just kick it off a little bit with where'd you come from, how'd you guys meet, and then how'd you get to Austin, Texas?
1: My name is Scott Simmons. I'm from Quincy, Illinois. It's a very small town in Illinois, the west side of Illinois, almost by Missouri. Your traditional, grew up in a small town, went to school, had your friends, listened to your parents and stuff. And then, as I got into college, I went to a local university. Kind of didn't feel like right about What's it. What school? It's a Quincy University. It's a private Franciscan university. So you know, I had Catholic classes and that kind of stuff. So. Two years in, I had all my friends go out of town. I was alone. I started lifting, and I was like, this is really fun. But I felt lost, and I wanted to go to Iowa State where all my friends went. So uh, two years into college, went to Iowa State, lost a year due to Catholic credits, and then went to Iowa State for the remainder, graduated Iowa State, got a job in airplane sales at a company called Textron Aviation, interned in there for a year at their rotational program, and then when I graduated the rotational program, I got offered a sales job in Austin, Texas. And they sent me down here. And that's kind of how that story starts with us. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. And uh, from there, rolled in a year here in Austin, Texas, doing airplane sales and responsible for the mid-sector market. So about 5 to $25 million product for Texas and Louisiana. And from that point, we did that for a year. And I kind of felt a little lost and started to get into what I want to do. And, and as you and I met pretty early on, I started picking your brain. We met via an Instagram DM. If people didn't know that, and uh, we met at a Whole Foods. I'll still never forget that day. I was cold as shit, dude. You were wearing
0: a leather jacket. I still remember. You? It was a leather <laughs> yeah, jacket. Yeah, 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 dude. Yeah, and we were outside of Whole Foods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why we were sitting outside. Was it? I don't remember, man. So
1: we grabbed. It might have been swamped. It was. It was night too. Maybe
2: yeah. you all were like testing each other's like
1: our grit, our grit. Yeah, Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we met then, and uh, that was what was that?
2: I was almost two, two years, years ago. ago. Seven,
1: yeah. yeah. Okay. So my gosh, um, did that, and then later that year, I remember reaching out to you and saying, "Hey, man, I'm ready to. I want to try this video thing. I picked up a camera for Savannah." mind you, because uh, she said she wanted to get on YouTube and do makeup tutorials because that's who she's, <laughs> while she's doing her makeup in the morning, she watches makeup tutorials. And I said, let's do it. I had the money um, making a solid salary. I think I was making like 85 We We got all the gear, got the mics, got the, the ring light, got everything set up and she did it and she started editing her, photos, her videos and from there, she hated it. She hated, <laughs> it. she hated Premiere. She couldn't stand editing. She kept complaining to me about it and I just remember going, man, I just wasted all of this fucking money. <laughs> um
0: dude that that won't be the that probably wasn't the first yeah and probably isn't the last yeah. but in your life. this guys <laughs> so
1: a couple of months later <clears> that camera was collecting dust and i thought i'm just gonna pick it up because i've always been interested in taking photos and making videos and stuff picked it up texted you we got izzy on board um have you had izzy on here yet yeah he's okay. been on so yeah so we have izzy on board and we ran out to Mueller Park, Mueller, right? Yeah. I made a cool little video, and you—I remember you telling me you could sell this, put it on Instagram, and I got my first DM saying how much do you charge for videos. And that was in November, no October. I'm sorry. My first gig was in November, and I remember telling the story in another podcast. I got scared the IRS is going to have come tax me or something, so I started an LLC
0: on November 17th,
1: 2018. I remember Hell yeah! That. Yeah. And All right. So, well.
0: Yeah. Before we get into that, because there's so much meat in that yeah. that I want to grill into, I want to learn a little bit more about Savannah and where, where you're from and how you ended up here sitting on our lovely couch here today.
2: Yeah. Um, well, one way that you said, like, how did you get Savannah Joy? Joy is my middle name. Okay. So um, sometimes I wish some people call me by that. But What's your
0: last name for the, for the Peters, listeners? Savannah Peters. Savannah
2: Peters. Peters. Um, so I grew up in basically rural Kansas. Um just grew up a normal life. My mom was like the breadwinner, went through normal high school, absolutely loved it, breezed through it. And I am a triplet and all three of us, when we graduated the same year, we ended up going to KU and it was a great experience overall, but we ended up finding out that college just wasn't it for any of us actually. And um, some things happened. Why wasn't it it? oh man, Uh, some serious like family things happened. And so we had to transition through that and we all grew through that as well. Um, And then we each found like what we truly wanted to do in life. So for me, one of my avenues, I was with my ex at the time and we were long distance. I knew that I wanted to go move to Scottsdale, Arizona. And I was like, it's amazing. It's like better weather there. There's so many people there. You know, like my current boyfriend was there. And so what I ended up doing is my mom said, hey, like, you've always been into like hair and makeup. Like, why don't you look into doing like aesthetics? And I was just like, what? Like, I don't know what aesthetics is. And she goes, yeah, it's like skincare, laser, all that good stuff. And I was like, you know what? Like, let's do it. I was like, I might as well. Like, I absolutely love it. This is something that I already do like day in and day out, something that I take care of. So I went to school for aesthetics. And once I graduated, I moved to Scottsdale, Arizona, which is funny enough where Scott and I met. And through there... Went through a little bit of a transition and ended up going to, when I broke up with my ex, I moved to Mississippi where my older sister lived. Um, She was about to start her doctorate's program there. She's like, hey, just broke up with your boyfriend. Why not party it up with me? Get to know your big sister a little bit more. And I was (laughs) like, well, shit, like, why not? Like, I already moved to Scottsdale, Arizona. Why not go move to Oxford, Mississippi? Uh, So I did. And um, I worked through... uh, Ulta Beauty for almost four years. And it was going into like year three at that time, I think. Um, and I worked my way up through management and multiple different brands that I worked with as well and really loved it, really did. And then this lovely guy came in back into my life when I was living in Mississippi.
0: So back in, so digging a little bit of like, so you met him in Scottsdale? Mm-hmm. How, yeah. How'd you guys meet in Scottsdale? At a gym. And what the hell were you <laughs> doing in Scottsdale?
1: So everybody, all my friends are engineers like yourself, and they're all getting internships every year for okay. college, every year, turned in internships. And I felt like I need an internship. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find one. <laughs> I need an internship. For a, for a finance degree. Couldn't find one really. That was not gonna destroy me. My dad had a buddy who lived in Arizona and he had he was friends with the owner of a I call it a startup. They're pretty established. Um, but it's a third party logistics company called Global Trans. Okay. In Arizona, in Phoenix. And so he said, if we can get you a summer job there, you can live in my house. So I lived in my dad's friend's house with his two kids. The trade-off was I would babysit their kids so they can go out and have fun with their friends. (laughs) So I would babysit their kids. But yeah, man, I lived out there for a summer. And the closest gym to my office was the gym she worked at. And so I would go in and she'd be behind the desk, either checking people in, making smoothies. Sometimes she'd be working out and we just kind of got to know each other from there. I also was friends with her boyfriend at the time, but.
2: I was working two jobs. So I was yeah. working at the gym and at Ulta. At so that's
1: kind of how that started. That conversation started. at least.
2: Yeah. So when I moved to Mississippi, you know, Scott and I just stayed in touch through like social media. And it wasn't even anything. This I guess this is like my rendition of our story. Yeah. Um, we stayed in touch. We just had each other on Snapchat, on Instagram and you know, I saw everything that he was doing, he saw everything that I was doing. Cool, like, hey, looks like you're doing well. But da da. So, here comes spring of 2017, right? I think so. It's 2017. Yeah.
0: Yeah, cuz you you guys moved here the same year I moved here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. We moved here July 1st, 2017. Yeah. So, here comes like spring of 2017. And you know, Scott and I are just like texting and communicating a little bit more. And the biggest thing that I absolutely loved about him is he was just like an amazing friend to me. Amazing, amazing friend. Fuck, I'm going to cry. But uh, but he is just such like a, a, he wants to help everybody. He wants to help everybody. And, he just started doing that for me and like I just didn't even ask for it. And he's just like, Well, let's, you know, like let's try these things. Like, why don't you think about doing this? Why don't you think about doing this? And just being the most like uplifting person you can ever think about. So we started talking more and it eventually it went into like, you know, FaceTiming. And here comes like a couple of months of just talking. Like, we weren't even talking about being a couple or like being in a relationship. Like, we just really enjoyed each other. And I love that because my relationships have never started out like that. And he goes, hey. He goes, so I just found out that I am being promoted. And I'm like, oh, my God. like That's awesome. Like, congratulations when he worked with Textron. And I was like, that'll be so exciting. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, and I found out that I'm moving to Austin, Texas. And I was just like, oh, man. Like, Austin, Texas is so cool. Like, a girl from Kansas. Like, I've always wanted to live in, like, a funky place like that. And I was just like, man, like, that's super duper cool. And he was just like, well, why don't you like come apartment shop with me? He goes, my company is paying for it. Um, we'll have hotel and they'll pay for like, you know, most of our food and we can like go have fun. And you said you haven't taken a vacation in a while. He's like, just help me find an apartment. Like wink, wink. And uh, <laughs> like, I was just like, you know what? He, I just thought about it at work and I was like, just give me a minute to think about it. And he's like, okay, no big deal. And I was just like, you know what? I was like, he doesn't seem like a serial killer. I was like, why not? (laughs) (laughs) It was like, I feel like I know him enough. And I was like, man, like, I can't really, like, pass up this opportunity. Um, You know, he's shown me, like, nothing but love and affection and a great friendship so far. So, like, why not? So, I ended up flying out there. And we flew out there at the same time. I literally got, like, three hours of sleep that that night. We met in Dallas. Yeah, we met in Dallas. And then we flew from Dallas to Austin on the same plane, which is really cool. That's awesome. So... I unintentionally fell in love with that man that weekend. I <laughs> yeah, was so, crying on a bench and oh told God. him I loved him the first day. Yeah, you want
0: to hear that story? Yeah, man, go dig right into it. People need to hear this. Like we, that's the thing. Like we were, they, yeah. people say true love is dead, and like it's awesome for me to hear this because I have a unique story, and it's tough for me yeah. sometimes to open up because like other people don't have that story, yeah. and it's just like I don't want to put anybody down, but Mm -hmm. we both took chances and took risks. And I want people to hear this because it was in your personal life first, and then it bled over into your business and your goals. And they're both thriving because, it started with personal, and that's where mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand. Like, if you want to change the world, change yourself first. Mm-hmm. So, like, you started taking these risks. I think both of you in that personal realm. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about, like, okay, so you're telling Scott you love him on a bench. Um, obviously, like you'd been supporting her long mm-hmm. before that. Yeah. So let's get let's hear your rendition a little bit of like what was going through your head and and how prior this all to moving. Yeah,
1: yeah, man. So um, I'm just sitting in Wichita working for Textron. Not really going out a lot or doing much, you know. Just focusing on work, trying to save money, trying to figure out what the next move is. Um, because the whole point of that that internship, that rotational program, was you were trying to get a job, and we're battling against twenty five other people. So only I think only like ten of us got an aircraft sales job, and that's the prestigious job in that business. So I remember every night in the spring of twenty seventeen, we started staying in touch a little more. We started texting, snapchatting, calling, and facetimeing, and, and just getting to know each other better. And I looked forward to that more than going out and mingling with my coworkers at a bar or something. And that was just a lot of fun. And so when I got the news, I was coming to Austin, Texas. I was really excited. And we were talking about how she wanted a vacation for a while. And she's like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm looking for something exciting to do. We've been doing the same routine, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. I said, perfect timing. Like she said, if you can just pay for the plane ticket, I can probably cover everything else because you have the stipend for food and all that stuff. So from there, it's, yeah, it's the same thing. We flew, it; she flew in, we met at Dallas. We, had, we got our hotel downtown. We went out on Sixth Street every night, tried little restaurants here and there. I remember our first, if you will, official in-person date. Eureka. <clears throat> at Eureka. And we go there every year on our, on our year anniversary. That's awesome. And the bench she's talking about, uh, it was the last- I know that bench. <laughs> I believe it was the last <laughs> evening we were going to be in Austin-
2: no, it was the first.
1: It was the first.
2: I think so. <laughs> the first night that we went out, at green Greenlight social.
1: Either way. Okay. So it, this this bench. To so one, it's the first. To one, it's the last. <laughs> it's a four day
2: window. Same weekend. So <laughs> 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 um,
1: yeah. So she she's just like, oh, Scott, I need to tell you this. I'm just so happy to be here. <laughs> I just love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "All right, let's let's calm down. Let's sit down on this bench." And then you know, and there's a bench there. And you know how on Sixth Street, if people don't know, Sixth Street, um, late at night, there are officers walking walking around horseback. Yeah, and there were four of them, a couple feet away from us on this bench. <laughs> and this woman next to me is sobbing her eyes out, and I'm not, looking like I'm...
2: Mind you, we've had a few drinks, too. Looking like
1: I'm a bad person, like, I'm afraid. I'm just like, Savannah, I love you, too. Just keep it cool, because I don't want to get arrested right now, because these (laughs) cops over here probably think I'm trying to take advantage of you, because you're wailing. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't
2: wailing, but you could see that I was just, like... (laughs) You were just very emotional. So emotional. It was
1: such
0: an experience, we'll never forget it. That's awesome. So, okay, that happened, and then, so... You pick the apartment? Yeah,
1: so we, went, yeah, apartment two weeks we later, went apartment shopping.
2: Two weeks later, we moved out on we, July 1st.
1: Yeah, so we, we went apartment shopping uh, yeah. that whole weekend. That's what that weekend was for. Yep. So we explored Austin, but every day we had probably four apartments lined up to go see. I remember right. telling Savannah, you know, think about this as if you're going to move here. Like sliding that in to see if I remember she'd be interested, that and I said, "No, I, I want to. I want your opinion. Do you like this kitchen? Do you like this layout? Could you see yourself doing this every day? And could you see yourself driving from here to downtown and all that kind of stuff?" And that's what she. I think she kind of realized that I really wanted her to move in. And I told her right before we all, we left, I said, "If I don't want to do the long distance thing, I know this is super high risk, but I want to give this a shot. And if you're willing to give this a shot, then I'm all in. Let's go." And At first, she was really excited. I remember that. But I remember she kind of went a little logical. Um, And she said, you know, here's the deal. If I can get a job Mm -hmm. down here, that will be the green light. That will be everything aligns. And the world says, Okay, this is okay.'" Lo and behold, she applies at another Ulta Beauty. And she gets a job. And not only did she get a job, but she got a promotion, the one she wanted originally the whole time at Ulta Beauty.
0: So that was pretty cool. And, And that just everything worked out. So the, the coolest part about that for me here in that story is like that last part, because if you had never even just like said that initial yes of like, wow, this is a thing I'm going to jump out here. I'm going to jump on this one your your personal life progressed, but then also your professional life yeah, just because you said yes to that one thing. And just like, for me, compounding yeses is a, is a huge thing. I don't know how to do something. Someone asked me to do it. I'm just like, fuck it. Yes, let's do it. And then like, how many times do you feel in your life does that happen? And it's just the more that we lean into that, it's the coolest thing. So that's where I kind of like want to transition this talk a little bit more into what you guys actually do because you're not at Ulta anymore and you're not at Textron. And kind of like how all that started. We started talking about it a little bit on the podcast earlier of how you kind of jumped into Mm -hmm. videography, photography. Now, when I say this, guy jumped, like he dove headfirst into the deep end because he comes out and pretends like he doesn't even know how to use a camera. Like (laughs) that, like for me, you're like, you want to, I just want to shoot you guys. Like, let's just do a video. I'm excited. And he shot this fitness video for Izzy and I. And I remember seeing it. I'm like, oh shit, man. Like you could already be making like thousands of dollars a month with the quality of the video that he put together. And mind you, he did this in like two days. So he's like, yo, you want to come? I wasn't even supposed to actually go that day. Izzy's like- Izzy told me he didn't want to go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Later on, he goes, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't even (laughs) want (laughs) to come. So we- (laughs) He invites me, he's like, yo, you want to come hang out with Scott and take a video? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, We're all about just getting creative and, and having fun. So we go do this, and then two days go by, sends me this video, tags me in it, and I'm like, damn, you could actually make a thing of this. And I remember talking with you about it. What was the scariest thing for you? Because I feel like there's a lot of people that are probably listening to this right now, probably at their desk or at their job and debating, mm-hmm. man, I'm in my mid-20s what is life, why am I here, what should I be doing? And you're an inspiration to me because like you had all these risk factors, but you still just kept saying yes and jumping in. And even to this day, you're doing it at, with Mahaley, his team. So yeah. how did that start for you? What was that initial like, I got to fucking quit? And go I'm gonna be on,
1: If I'm being honest, it was you, Izzy, and the people mm-hmm. I was surrounded by. Being surrounded by people that were already doing it, already trying to do it, motivated me to go, look at Savannah and go, you know what? I think I can do this. If they can do it, I can do this. And, and the things you're telling me, the things Izzy will tell me, um, you know, hearing about Corey too, yeah. Uh, then meeting Fiaz, you know, all of you guys, it's just been really cool. So that I think was the first step mentally to go, okay, other people are doing this. They're not afraid to do this. And I shouldn't be afraid of doing it either. And you said it earlier, that leaning in, yep. you know, lean into it. I, I attest that a lot. Now we were talking about this earlier on, actually on the way here, I wish people would follow their intuition a little more. The intuition you have, at least for me, man, it's always, it's been right a lot of the time. And my logical side will second guess that intuition a lot. But if you just trust going for that intuition and you just fall into it and you lean into it, something's going to happen.
0: You're not going to fail. This is what I equate it to is just like, you're not an idiot. Like you jumped headfirst into a pool. Well, you didn't jump headfirst into cement. Yeah. Like, like you like see yeah. what's in front of you. Like you're not making really ridiculous decisions. Yeah. And that's where I, I talked to Aaron about this a lot. It's like, look, we've made mistakes in our life, but how many of them do you really remember? Yeah, like Not that many because we're upstanding citizens. We have high integrity. We're friendly. We're nice. We're kind. Like you're not going to make that big of a failure of a decision. So once you like let go of that pressure on yourself, and I think that's what you did mm-hmm. from the outside point of view is what is the worst thing that could happen? Yeah. Like I quit and then I got to go get another job. And I've gotten other jobs before because again, you're an upstanding guy, you have connections, you know that. So once that fear gets taken away, it's like, I'm going to lean in. And then you start leaning into bigger and bigger and bigger. What I want to know is, because when I when I leaned in and I jumped ship, it took a toll on my personal relationship. Mm-hmm. So for you guys, how was that? Like when you when you're like, saying, I need to quit my job, I want to jump in. What was your, what were you thinking?
2: Um, Well, I would say at least like from my standpoint, like from the first moment that like Scott and I came together and we were shopping for apartments, like he had a list out, he had an itinerary. Like he's like, we're going to go see this, this, and this one today. We're going to go this, this, and this tomorrow. Like he was on top of things. Like he very much likes to plan and prioritize, which I love and I'm ultimately horrible at. So I already knew that going into it. And I know that Scott is very very thoughtful in what he does you know before he got his first gig or anything like that he was thinking about like I don't want to be a text the rest of my life He's like, I don't want to be my boss and I see what my boss has to go through and my boss, you know, he never gets to see his kids and he's traveling 24-7 and he's by himself and he's dealing with these people that just will never be on the same level as him or, you know, whatever you were telling me about that.
1: The quote I got from my 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 boss before I got the sales job was, it's funny because we sell airplanes but we'll never be able to afford an airplane. And I was
2: like, yeah. wow. Uh, that's, a, that's a big thing to say. And I felt like a good amount of stability when I, was in my position at Ulta. Like I knew like, you know, I, I loved my job at the moment. You know, I was able to at least like, if we were smart about our money, um, Scott already had like six, you know, he planned to like, uh, save up six months worth of rent, which is like the smart thing to do. Like, that's yep. what you want to do when you're thinking about something like this. The people, the problem that people run into whenever they're feel f- fearful about it. And they think that they're just going to dive into that pool of cement when it's actually a pool is like, just be smart about it. Just yep. plan for it. Like you- this is something that you're already thinking about before you quit your job. So why not do? something proactive about it that's going to lessen the blow or cushion it for you when you actually make that jump so i think like he did a really good job of were you nervous not really no no not really. I was just like, all right, you know, like this is what we're going to do. Like I want, you know, obviously Scott to be happy. And if Scott's happy enough in our relationship, then I'm happy as well. You know, if I need to take over some kind of finances for a hot minute, or even if I needed to get like a second job, like I was willing to do yeah, that. Yeah. Cause
0: you've already shown that, like you were working two jobs in Scottsdale and, yeah. d- and, d- and you already had that hustle and that and yeah. that's the other thing like the two things that I equate it to that you already had was one you're already connecting with people that already done it so if you're listening out there like connect with us like we answer our DMs we're very For friendly sure. we'll video you like if you're thinking about starting something and you don't know what to do or how to do it reach out to us because we don't know what the fuck we're doing either but we band together and just figure it out and that's the one thing that when you're alone it's tough to figure things out mm-hmm. but what, do you have other people People that are like, yo, like we were just talking before we hopped on here. I got a tax alert, right? I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out how to do my taxes this year because I did things a little bit differently this year and I need some advice. So what I did was reach out to my network and say, yo, this is what I'm dealing with. How do I go about it? If I didn't have that network though, then it gets a little bit tougher. We get in our own head. And that's where I think a lot of people get stuck. And the cool thing for you guys, and I relate to this is you had each other. Like, so at the end of the day, when you come home and you're like second guessing, she can be there to be like, no, dude, you're good. And then vice versa. And having that is so critical because I think, again, there's a lot of, when you're in your mid twenties, you're trying to find yourself, you're single. A lot of people are. And when you're single and trying to start something, it's like you don't have that other person to check with you every single time. And that's Mm -hmm. where I highly recommend if you're starting something, either get a co-founder or uh, I can't really advise you on falling in love the first time you meet somebody, (laughs) but um, that That does happen in life. Um, What you're talking about, we've even talked about that with you and Aaron.
1: I mean, it's not like we're, that's the only, you know, we're the only people who do that. And talking to you and Aaron has helped a lot too. Yeah, Realizing that we're, the struggles are similar. The challenges are similar.
2: Being in a relationship yeah. and then also, you know, having the mindset that each one of us in the relationship has. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I very much relate to Aaron and like you and Scott obviously very much relate to each other. And so it just helps like solidify it that much more that like we're not the only ones that are feeling this way. And, you know, there's other people that are going through the same things and,
0: Yeah. Yeah, It just, it makes you feel like you have a team. And at the end of the day, that that's huge. And then the second thing I wanted to say is like your hustle. Like you, you already had the hustle. I could Mm -hmm. see it. If you were reaching out to me on DMs and like asking me to meet up, I'm like, this is the same exact thing as if you were just trying to find a new client and you're already a sales guy. So you already have this thing, um, Mm -hmm. inside you that's, to make you successful and the same thing on Sav's front, like you already have worked two jobs. I'd love to dig into your story a little bit and how you're Ulta and how you quit that mm-hmm. because I think it's a little bit tougher for women because again, guys and bros like we're all broy with each other. And it's like this one big posse. But for girls, like I talked to Aaron a lot, it's not as easy as I would mm-hmm. say is that is just like reaching out to a couple girls and then you just band together. Like I feel like guys just for some reason It's just easier, but I want to dig into a little bit. What was your first inclination that you were going to leave Ulta and you were going to pursue this other path?
2: So it literally happened so quickly. So probably like in the fall of 2018, you know, I told Scott, you know, I want to start like posting on Instagram more. Like I really enjoy fitness. Like I've always been into weightlifting. I did track and cross country when I was younger and I was just a skinny little thing on top of like being a triplet. And I just felt like a fucking stick and I hated it. And so I was introduced to weightlifting in high school by my coach, Coach Kane. Coach Kane, if you see this, I love you. Um, <laughs> but uh, I absolutely love the dude. And he was the person that believed in this 98 pound skinny little girl and took me to powerlifting meets my junior and senior year. So, I've always been into it. And I told Scott, like, hey, I want to start posting more on Instagram. I was like, why not, you know, just post like workout videos and stuff, you know, let's do it. And slowly but surely, you know, my following started to pick up, which was super duper cool. And I legit just wanted to put stuff out there that was like helpful to people and obviously like educate myself along the way. And like, that's one thing that I've always wanted to do and that he's always. Pushed me to do is be like, if you're gonna put this out, like, you need to do some education for yourself, too. So, like, he's always been really strong on that front, and he's helped me morph into that. So, with that, my following grew a little bit, and I didn't even think about leaving Ulta. Like, the passion just was going away. You know, I loved management, but management didn't allow me to explore my artistry, which I really loved when I worked, like, with MAC Cosmetics in there. And I feel like, again, it was just a lot of like managerial stuff in business. What was the day in the life?
0: Like just for some A day in the
2: life, literally like just going in, clocking into work, you know, hey, how is everybody going up on the storefront? Do we have everything ready? Like basically from my eyes, like I had to think about every single month, my store was the biggest store in Austin, Texas. And so my- Prestige position was a prestige sales manager and I had to go over every single counter every single sales like the biggest money maker in that store and in Ulta Beauty is prestige. So that was my area that I had to look over. The biggest thing that frustrated me was events. And every single month I would have events. And every other store they would either have like an event every other month or like every two months or so and so like the pressure was really put on me to perform for these events and you have to sell you know that's the whole point like hey you come in and learn something like let's get you something to go home with that you absolutely love and I hated pressing those events and the events were fun. Like there's music going, everybody's makeup, whatever it is, you know, super girly shit like that. But overall, like I just, I hated just seeing more and more pressure and like reaming into these girls about appointments and stuff like that. And I was like, this isn't like what I want my job to be about. When I was with Mac and I worked at that counter in Ulta, like, fuck it was so much fun and it was so easy like I wanted to feel that way again um, and so I saw myself like when I was getting deeper into management I was just losing that so what ended up happening is as like my social media started to grow I think it was like in the early spring I was probably at like 7,000 or so I was like all right cool like this is awesome you know I got a little clan going and I was contacted uh, by an individual and said, like, hey, you know, like, I'd love to get a workout with you and, you know, just get to know you a little bit more. Like, you look like an awesome human. And I was just like, holy crap. Like, the, you know, this girl is reaching out to me. Like, this will be so awesome. Like, she's so knowledgeable. Like, and she's a coach. So I was like, this is so cool. Like, you know, I get to meet somebody that's, you know, a lot more influential than me, you know, and somebody that I aspire to be. And so what ended up happening is we had a workout together. And Scott came with me as well. Um and had a really great workout, really great time. And what transitioned me from cosmetics to fitness is I've always been into fitness, but I never have worked in the industry, except for like just working at the front desk at the yeah. gym. like that. That's literally just front desk work. Um, and so I finally had this opportunity to teach something that I've always done myself. But also like fine-tune it at the same time, you know, dig deeper into it and look into the human body more and then like, you know, the whys and the hows and things like that. And so I saw that opportunity. I was offered to work with this person and be underneath this person. I was just like, why not? Like I can I can make more money. Hell I was yeah. like, we can do the things that we want. And I was like, we literally get to work out whenever we want to. Like, I don't have to work out when I'm done at Ulta at six, 10 o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night, or like way in early in the morning. I was like It was just kind of like moving in with Scott. There was no wrong feelings about it. And I was just like, why not? Like, this seems like an awesome opportunity. And so that's how I like jumped head first into it. Um, You know, we did separate on respectful terms. And now Scott and I are developing, you know, with Team Haley even deeper. And it's just been the biggest blessing that has like ever happened. But it's definitely been like a huge mindset challenge and a huge reset on like the way that I think. Because Scott's already there. For me, like I'm playing catch up with him. Um, because he's such a fast thinker. Like you're such a fast thinker. And I'm sure Aaron has maybe like told you a couple of times, like I you know, it's just hard to like keep up with you because you guys are just on it all the time. So I mean,
0: I'm learning as a husband that when you think really fast, you start thinking for other people. And like and that has nipped me in the butt like so many times.
1: Don't look um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> as Sav drills Scott. Yeah. Um right. no, yeah. So I just like I think like way too much. But that's where, again, it comes into our relationship of, especially for her, communicating and making it known. And if I don't do it enough, Aaron, and you listen to this, I want to make it known that uh, I don't expect the same speed. I enjoy going and operating at this speed. I don't expect anybody else to do the same thing. I feel like I'm going to die if you slow me down. And then other people, when they get up to my speed, they feel overwhelmed. So I completely understand that I'm learning to understand that as now I approach 30 and becoming a little bit wiser. Um, this is how I approach life and that's okay. And anybody else who approaches their life in that way is, is okay as well. Um, but yeah, it's being open to more communication in, in, in those, in, in those terms because, she doesn't even know what I'm doing half the time because it's just, it's so fast. Like, we're going to do yeah. this. We're going to go do this. And then I sign her up for things. Um, sidebar conversation here, but it relates a lot in in my relationship. And that's awesome that you were able to, to quit so fast. But the reason that you were able to do that, and this is what I want everyone to take home with this episode is it started with the decision for you two to come together. And then every decision after that gets easier because you're like, fuck it. I already did this one thing that turned out really well. And even if this next thing doesn't turn out well, at least we have each other to continue rolling. Mm -hmm. So Let's go into a little bit of like what you're doing today and what is fueling your fire right now. Like what are you working on that really inspires you? So right now, uh, the company I started was named Hyperfocal.
1: I'm still doing all creative, I guess you could call it that. So we're doing content for video, photo, graphic design, apparel design, web design, now uh, in cooperation with Team Haley, CEO. And it's all for Team Haley. Justin and I, uh, he, Justin Mahaley is the owner and founder of Team Haley. Justin and I had a long talk when we first started working together about what he, what his needs. Well, are. how did they, how did he even get in contact with <clears throat> you in the first place? Um, through Who Savannah's I previous, previous employer. With. Yeah, uh, okay. they were friends. They lived in the same building downtown, mm-hmm. and they mentioned to Justin that I did content, and Justin needed, wanted to be more out there on social media, and I had all the tools needed as we worked together on that until that point, point. And, and yeah, he just, yeah, he reached out to me, and we set up a time and tried a video, and the whole premise there was he explained he had a long-term vision of content and I said okay well if I'm gonna we're gonna do this I want to do a trial run for you I'm gonna do the first two for free I'm gonna do the next couple for a couple hundred bucks each and then we can talk about a retainer if you want to if you want to continue and if you're happy with your product um
2: and that was all around the same time that I started that I quit Ulta and went into the fitness industry so like we were literally transitioning at the same time
1: yeah so kind of kept making videos, kept cranking photos and content for him, and he kept enjoying it. And the more and more he started to open up and trust me, the more and more he allowed me into his business and to support his business. And so we jumped into a retainer model. Yeah, from there, it just kind of grew. I mean, I, I he now calls me his COO, if you will, because I help his day-to-day projects. Whether And a lot of that has to do with the creative side of things. But realistically i'm helping him with much more than that um working directly with his web dev uh we got another one of his clients now david who's helping us with operations because he wants to open up he's got a membership site coming he wants to open a gym he wants to you know just expand to a lot of things and he needs more people to do that and he's recognizing that himself as a business owner and he's such a smart dude and uh we're really thankful for him and the opportunities he's given us. So I kind of-
0: So it sounds like, yeah. let's back the story. You went from, yeah. okay, I'm working at Textron to, okay, I have a video camera. Yeah. This is cool and fun to, holy shit, now I'm managing multiple businesses, multiple projects and still trying to figure it out because as we know as entrepreneurs, we don't really know what the hell we're doing yeah. at most times. We always we want just, something new too. Yeah, trying sure. new thing. Yep. yep. So how do you manage that? Um, so
1: Justin's CEO, his name is Steven. He doesn't, he's not on social media or anything. He's such a recluse, but man, he's a smart kid. He's 28. He taught me what he calls the power of one, six, eight, and that it, 168 hours are in a week. And he says, map out your week hour by hour and see what you waste your time on. It's the the lean model from the lean manufacturing at Toyota. Was that book? The Lean Startup. It's the direct pull from that. But he, the way he spun it was, it's the power of 168. You have 168 hours. How are you going to use and delegate those hours that help you build your business? If you realize that you're wasting time, where can you shave off that time? Those time wasters and become more efficient. So right now for me, it's just a cadence of how I align my days. You know, from waking up to doing content. You know, photo editing, video editing, some communication in the morning to going to the gym and filming for Savannah and Justin because we all go at the same time, and then going home either to our place or back to Justin's and working on things outside of editing. I mean, it's just, you know, segmenting those things throughout the day has helped me a lot. Right now, you know, it's hard to eat food. but (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, Eat food with not doing work at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, It's really that. It's just me learning, man, that Lean Startup book, when you were telling me that, all about it, that's taught me so much about how much time people actually waste when they're now, now in the, in the sense of when they're trying to build something, Mm -hmm. you know, if you, you have, if we enjoy stopping like seven or eight and we can hang out, watch Netflix, eat dinner, enjoy company. Like we, yeah, that's not wait. And that's the
0: thing. People misconceive wasted time. I, I consider wasted time, Like, I have nothing else to do, so I'm just going to sit here and watch TV. Yeah. But what you're using it as, like, time to recuperate. It's our relationship. That's how we build our...
2: And It's how you try and balance it a little bit. It doesn't have to be, like, always... Not necessarily, like perfectly balanced but you always try and like make those moments uh count you know there's there were times like to where we stayed up and we worked from like 8 a.m to you know midnight and 2 a.m at times and then we just saw like how our next days progressed and we just like were struggling for a hot minutes, so we just thought we we're like shit we just need to like slow down a little bit like actually just have a life sometimes and like say like okay we're not gonna freak out work's not gonna like somehow fall off if we just like you know say we're done at 7 p.m like like, literally, we just need to, like, clean our apartment, make our foods. So our food doesn't go bad. We need to, like, take care of our cats. Like, just get back on, like, it's everyday life, man. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, I equate it to, like, a pendulum. Like, as soon as you quit, like, for me, I went so full force- and worked more yeah. than when when I was actually at a yeah, full time job. It was the thing job. you told
1: me? It's funny that we quit our full time, our forty hour a week
0: jobs to work yeah. eight so hours a week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you start realizing, like especially as like you're taking on roles of like COO. Like I have a really good book for you if you're if you're talking COO. It's literally sitting in the bathroom right there. Um, but it basically talks about you do the role that like nobody else wants mm-hmm. because most people don't like systems and don't like uh, operational management oh, and things like it. that. that. It's not, and it's not pretty. Me and me and Scott like nerd out about Love. this because we know. I know what it's gonna bring me. Like, Mm -hmm. if you can create operational efficiency, you can manage five projects at a time. And people ask me all the time, like, how are you doing everything that you're doing? Mm -hmm. They think I'm work, like, I'm actually the guy doing the task every single time. Like, even for this podcast, though, it's just like, I hire, I create a system and then hire people to help me within that system. And as soon as you start learning that, it's so replicable to everything else that you wanna start down the line. So that's where the last thing I kind of want to dive into is uh, what are your hopes and dreams? Where do you hope to go? So you're sitting underneath the sign that says, feel your passion right now. We both know your passion with fitness and then obviously content creation, but five, 10 years, 20 years down the line, are you still in Austin, Texas? What are you guys up to? What do you, what do you dream about?
2: Uh, I would very much love to still be in Austin, Texas. Uh, yeah, I've lived in (laughs) multiple places my life and Austin, Texas was the only place other than Kansas that felt like home. And a main part of that is like the people, but also like, I just love Austin. I think for right now, like I definitely just want to dive into the newest decision that I made, which is Growing more with Team Haley, you know, I I look so much up to him as like a mentor. There's so much to learn, so much to learn, but I'm insanely excited about it. I know that there's also a couple of things that Scott and I have talked about, you know, that we want to dive into as well. You know, like exploring like different products and things like that. So I can see us doing that sometime. we definitely want to get a house in five years, which that's going to be incredibly stressful because Austin, Texas is like the happening spot to like get a house and it's so expensive and stuff like that. But I think that's where I'm at right now. You know, just continuing to push the envelope like every single day, you know, like how how far can we push mm-hmm. in one day? How far can we get? How much can we progress? Um, is really it for me. I'm, I'm more the simplistic one than him.
1: <laughs> I would say for me, it comes down like savannah said we're going to be you know she'll continue learning under team haley under justin and that was a big learning curve for me because it allowed it, it forced me to take my ego out a little bit because i was helping her build the business and it helped me realize what we've always talked about you know you can't do this without a team you know you can't you can't go big without a team or far so for us it's you know continuing to expand the relationship with Team Haley, expand our relationship with people like yourself, um, looking for opportunities with those people. I mean, I see, I'm trying to spin up two more businesses this year, hopefully, Um, and then getting into real estate is that's buying a home, but also going into rentals and that kind of stuff too. I mean, we just want to expand and try everything Mm -hmm. because why not try everything and then allows us to do the things we really want to do in life and that's travel, man. I mean, what is your top spot? um, Australia. Probably Italy.
2: Or Europe. Yeah, I'll sure. have to take an anxiety pill said, and be yeah. knocked out for the entire flight she,
0: she likes <laughs> Australia a lot I think New Zealand would be dope but Italy is really yeah. cool uh, I want to surf in New Zealand I don't know how to surf but you're going to learn but my, uh, <laughs> my roommate in college literally took a semester to study abroad but he he like he was like I got all C's and D's and yeah. F's because I just bought a van and then like would sleep in the van and wake up at 5am and just surf and he was like Jeez. it was the
1: coolest we got a buddy who months. does that he owns a Swimwear apparel company it's just a full e-commerce company, and he lives in Australia and he was living out of a van selling <laughs>
0: swimwear surfing. there's so many ways, and then again, like again, once you start doing it, like yeah. you start seeing like all the possibilities like. I was just thinking Aaron and I were talking yesterday of like, we just want to escape. It's like, what, yeah. what would happen like tomorrow if we just left and like mm-hmm. just started from zero? What would it look like? And mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, I could, I could sell stuff on the beach. I could <laughs> be a bartender. I could do like these because I'm addicted to just new experiences. Totally. So like after a year I get really bored yeah. and like we signed a two year lease at HQ. So like building this thing out would be really cool, yeah. but I'm already, I've learned to like project m- further out because I'll get bored really easily so it's just like well what's coming next where are we going to go where are we going to travel yeah. so I always like hearing that answer from other people because one it helps me be like oh like that's a cool place to go but I have to ask you why Australia
2: oh I yeah fuck even before the fires I've always just been infatuated with Australia like even just as a kid like I just always she, wanted to go there she's
1: being modest she think Aussies are hot
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean they are
1: they're good looking people. Like, you, get
2: Caliphon, you get
1: she thinks aussies are attractive. Yeah. You get you get No, sun. it's
2: just I really do. I, I think it's just a super cool place. Like I love it that they have the desert, and then I love it that they have, you know, these massive coastlines. Like yeah. I grew up uh watching a lot of like National Geographic and planet Earth and like all of this stuff and knowing like random facts about animals and mm-hmm. stuff like that and places. I'd love
0: like, to I'd love to be there because it unlocks this whole new world that like you can fly to so yeah. like if when you live there it's like flying to Asia and to other places yes yeah. completely different continents and that's where like Erin and I have been talking one of her cousin just moved her family to Switzerland so I have two mm-hmm. young kids and the husband and they just took a job in Switzerland Wow! and the, the photos and videos of them like I'm Insane. just like holy shit like maybe we'll do this yeah. with our kids and like it's just, we live in a new world where our parents didn't have the the ability to see these things online and be like, wow, we could actually do that. Mm -hmm. Wait. And then the number one thing is like, you don't know anybody. You don't have a tribe. Well, guess what? You have social media. You could, within 10 minutes, I could DM 100 people and get 10 people that are willing to go grab coffee with me as soon as I land. And it's just like this whole big thing. So I love your guys' story. And man, it it was great to just hear more from like the ground up and where you're at and just to see where you're going to go and know where you're going to go is really cool. But I'm always down to help other businesses. That's what this brand was about. So I'd love to know what is both of your perfect client and then like how can somebody reach out to you? What is the best way for them to find you? So for the person out there that's struggling with X, Y, Z, why would they reach out to Savannah and for Scott for both of your services and then how can they get connected with you?
2: Oh, man. Um, You know, I think the biggest thing, you know, if somebody's, looking to one just prove something to themselves and be able to like have the support and the team behind that they can most definitely contact me you know fitness isn't just about like the physical changes, it's also about the mental changes. And I think that's something that we all three have like realized because we've always been into fitness. Just because your body is changing, people think like that's a validation that they want. But I have so many of my clients that come to me and they just say like, I never thought that like my life would change in the most positive way. Like I was just looking to lose 15 pounds and here I am like doing better at my job. Like, you know, I I finally you know found something out that I've been meaning to find out about my entire life. and. Yeah. Huge changes, just massive, massive changes Mm -hmm. for people.
1: Tell him the PCOS thing.
2: Uh, It was funny, like, literally just this morning, one of my clients, uh, she messaged me and she goes, hey, Savannah, like, I just wanted to let you know, like, I fucking love this team so much, like, quote unquote. And she goes, the reason why is because I heard so many of the other clients talking about how they have PCOS, you know, whether it's like, uh, you know, uh, 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 severe versions of it or mild. What is PCOS? Uh, Polyovarian cystic syndrome. okay. Um, it's pretty intense. Um, it's so in depth. It's just really hard for a lot of women to be able to achieve the fitness goals that they want because they have to struggle so much harder and push so much harder, uh, than women where, you know, their menstrual cycles and their hormones are in tune with themselves. Um, so it just makes it incredibly harder for women to achieve the fitness goals that they want, but definitely still achievable. So she saw that a few of my other clients did have PCOS as well. And she was just like, you know, I've, contacted my doctors and I was just thinking you know my doctors always have like pawned me off because I've always had irregular periods and I've always just had a a really hard time you know losing weight whatever it may be and she goes so I finally just like went to my doctor and I said you know I want to be tested to see if I have PCOS because my other doctor tested me for hypoglycemia and that wasn't the deal and you know I've just always thought that something was wrong with me I'll always deal with these horrible periods and I'll always deal with these irregular periods and like my hormones will just always be fucked up she finally went to her doctor to get tested for PCOS and she had PCOS and she was just like I never thought I would have an answer and I just always thought there was going to be something wrong with me
0: and I'm assuming she found this out because you're posting about this on your stories my
2: clients talked about it the
0: point I was referencing I'm trying to get her to get at
1: is that you see she's talking about community yeah and like the community of team in the 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 group chat so the group chat they all they have like a private Facebook page for all the clients and they were all posting about their trials with PCOS and she thought, hey, I have similar symptoms. I'm gonna research a little more she did it herself. And she she made the appointment herself and she her intuition told her, Hey, this sounds like me. Maybe something's not wrong with me. Maybe I can go to a doctor and ask to be, be testi- actually diagnosed. And yeah. And, and the, that, that brings a out. whole reduction in stress and <laughs> that was the else. way here. That was so, on the way yeah. here. Yeah, the whole point of that was like that community has given people the courage to find something out for themselves. Mm-hmm. that was
2: yeah that was trying to get and I'm it. sure it was like incredibly empowering to her and I was like you know mm-hmm. what I was like you're not alone at this and I was like now you finally have an answer to something and you can work towards that and you can hopefully you know make this condition a lot better for you and um you know, if somebody wants to contact me, uh, best way possible is, of course, Instagram. Uh, it's Savannah Joy, Savannah, S-A-V-A-N-N-A-H, like Georgia, Savannah, Georgia, underscore joy with three Y's. Um, and then, of course, my email. My email is Savannah at uh,
1: For me, you can, everybody can find me on Instagram. All my contact information, all my emails, everything is on Instagram. I'm Scott Simmons, Simmons spelled kind of funny, S-C-O-T-T-S-I-M-N-Z. And then the people I want to work with, man, it's really anybody driven to try to do something different, uh, whether it's photography, whether it's graphic design, video, wanting to do systems like we love and, you know, nerd out on that or anybody who just wants to chat about that kind of stuff. I mean, right now I'm looking for a laptop. Does anybody have advice for a laptop? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it because I need something that's going to be able to work well for me. Um, and see, I just love talking about that stuff. So I'm, I'm not shy to. I, I will talk to anybody and everybody any time of the day, um, it's fun because that's what's gotten me here is reaching out to you and being able to talk to you more. And I want to do
0: the same. I want to be able to give back. So nothing's off limits anytime. Hell yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on and joining us on the Thrive on Life podcast for I think this is episode 35. That's so cool. So wow. it's uh, it's been pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, they just keep getting better and better. And I'm just fortunate to have amazing friends like yourself to to come on and take some time out of the day. I know you're super swamped. So I really, really appreciate that. Um, and just to see all this come together is super cool. So if y'all don't have their contact information, I highly recommend, again, Sav is Savannah underscore Joy three wise on Instagram. And then Scott Simmons is at Scott Simmons, S I M N Z on Instagram. It'll be in the notes here. Um, please reach out to them. They're an awesome couple and just awesome individuals and really, really good people and down to help you. So also if you don't know from this whole podcast, the story of just taking that leap and jumping into it is going to have an impact even further on your life. And especially when you're talking like Savannah has about physical fitness, Um, so if you have any issues, ailments or anything like that, feel free to reach out to her. And if you have any video or photo needs, Scott is your fucking man. He'll help you out. So again, thank you both from the bottom of my heart. This is, uh, the thrive on life podcast with CJ Finley thrive on.